nonsense. I worship Whiskers, the Jesus cat. This is an unimportant, unimportant story for them. Oh no, they're all important. That's why we cover them. <laughs> yes, uh, big poppies in the house. My coffee tastes like a minestrone. That's not a crouton. Welcome back to the Not Not News Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the weirdest and the most entertaining news stories from around the world each week. I'm your host, Donkey Teeth. I don't know if uh, our entire audience is familiar with the movie from the early 2000s, Employee of the Month, but uh, just for those who aren't familiar, uh, this was a movie where a slacker employee competed with a repeat winner of Employee of the Month title at work in order to gain the affections of a new female employee and we actually tracked down the the two uh real life men that were played by dane cook and dax shepherd in this movie and we got them on the show i mean you know we bring the we bring the the real stars out to you on the not not news show so we've got gray albright and billy hurley two of the best cashiers uh in the history of the world welcome to the show guys hey thanks for having us cha-ching Ching. You know, too, there's Ching. all these great biopics out there, you know, Sully and uh, uh, Elvis, right? And, you know, I have to say, I'm in that company. You know, they made movies about me, too. <laughs> I uh, I was actually, I was like, I was the employee of the month, um, and Billy was trying to be employee of the month. <laughs> just so, Billy's, Billy's just so we're clear, just so we're clear. Because a lot of people are like, which one of you was uh, employee of the month? And I'm like, I was, not Billy. <laughs> but you were the, you were like the brown nose employee of the month that actually got yeah. beat by Dane Cook, which is Billy, <laughs> uh, and he got the girl. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of we're, we're working on a documentary. That, uh, too. Like, um, like Waitress uh, has been now, uh, another uh, early aughts movie. Waitress has been taken to Broadway and has become a musical. A lot of people don't know. Employee of the Month is now, we're right now in, uh, we're in pre-production on uh, Becoming a Musical as well. Um, I sing uh, Employee of the Month, the uh, the main song. <laughs> so yeah. you, would you like to hear, would you like to hear some uh, of my, uh, my song? Please. Sure, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Uh, employee of the month, uh, I'm not saying employee of the month, it's a close word, bird, word, word. Yeah, I think tickets are already selling like hotcakes <laughs> with that. Right. And I appreciate that because I thought you were saying employee of the moth. Yeah, that's what, because a lot of people, when I first started singing it, I noticed like the audience would be like, are you saying employee of the moth? And I'm like, no, but that's a good idea. Doc, do you ever get mad that once a month Gray calls everybody in from Razzball and then he awards himself the Employee of the Month? I, uh, I deserve it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know what? I feel bad even saying that aloud. I don't deserve it. You know who deserves it? It's me. It's <laughs> I was trying to think of someone else, but you know what? Now it, every it, month we think you're gonna give it. You trick us. We all gather into the Zoom, <laughs> and you go like, "Guys, it's gonna. It's a little different this year or this month. 
I know that I've been winning consecutively, but this time I just want everybody to know that I want to congratulate and you do a drum roll and it's usually you. Yeah. <laughs> it's still yeah. usually you. And, and, and um, I do uh, before, right before we start the zoom call, I make sure everyone is clocked out. I, I, that's not a paid call. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then yeah. if you want coffee during that, uh, yeah, you're, you're charged. Because some of these yeah, people I are charge. in office, yeah. They're I charge people to have coffee, uh, even though it's Zoom, so no one is in the same room. I charge people if they're drinking coffee while they're on the right, Zoom. Though, yeah, even if it's their own coffee. Yeah. So, but some people yeah. are at Razball headquarters <laughs> drinking Gray's coffee, which is double charged. You know. Okay. So anyway, so Could... long story short, I went to Vancouver. What? All right. <laughs> hey. So I was at I was in Vancouver for the last uh, four days. Boy, are my arms tired. No, that doesn't make sense. So um, I was, uh, I go to Vancouver, right? And I had a flashback to uh, a moment when I was uh, 12 years old. <laughs> this is nothing to do with Vancouver, by the way. So uh, I was saying to, because um, uh, Kook said to me, hey, have you ever, um, have you ever had like anyone like st- in the airport, like have like something you couldn't bring on the plane? And I was like, Oh my God! I just remembered. So when I was 12 years old, I was I was flying by myself. I flew down to Miami to visit family, and uh, in Florida, um, Miami area. I wouldn't I wouldn't say Miami proper. Anyway, so I flew down to Miami uh, International, and uh, I was there with my family. And then they put me on a plane to go back, but it was during Christmas, so I got a gift, um, and. They gave me a shotgun, so I was so I was carrying a shotgun on into the airport. A real shotgun? <laughs> yeah. What this isn't a real. This isn't real. <laughs> this is so I was carrying a shotgun in the airport, but this was pre nine eleven. So was it a it nerf was, shotgun? Yeah, it was. It was like no, I was like carrying it like over my shoulder. So uh-huh. I don't know if people thought I was a Boy Scout or what. I don't even know why they gave it to me. Honestly, this is a long time ago. But I do remember this. This is a true story. So they gave me a shotgun because they thought it was, like, uh, fun for me because of, like, uh, a Christmas story. Like, I I was a fan of that movie. So they were like, oh, we'll get you a real gun. I was like, cool. This is amazing. So I remember in the airport, they were like, I'm sorry, son. You can't bring the gun onto the plane. And I had to, I remember I had to leave it next to, you know, like where you're boarding, you had, I had, because no one was with me anymore because they had, my family had left me at the uh, gate. So I had to leave it at the gate against the wall, a gun. (laughs) That's all I remember. (laughs) That's a great way to get a free gun. There's a lot to unpack here, Billy, isn't there? I had a moment of clarity from this. Like recently. Anyway, that's, well, now you uh, that's can nothing to do with Vancouver in. because you know why I didn't mention Vancouver? Because it's really boring. <laughs> it's a boring city. Really? I like Vancouver. About. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was. I mean, I liked it. It was fine. I, I no, no offense, Canadian listeners, our, our many, our multitude. I think we should talk about you walking to the airport, uh, into the airport with, with a, a with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, this real no. gun. Was it? Coogs was like, now, now I just, now I just say the word shotgun, and she's like, "What are you? Why were you giving a shotgun?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> no, 
don't know why they gave me a shotgun. I'm not really like we're not a gun family either. It wasn't like, hey, go get your raccoon, uh, go shoot a raccoon where we want dinner. <laughs> that that wasn't my family, as you can imagine. Talking to me, you, unless I was adopted, it would not be a family I would come from. So did they drop you off and they, they were like, I don't yeah. think you're going to be able to get through the airport, but but fingers crossed. <laughs> no, they didn't know at the time. This was like the late 80s. And at the time they were like, I guess it's not it's pretty normal to bring a gun onto a plane. Yeah, so they were like, good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming my entire family was like, oh, it won't be a problem because they just dropped me off curbside. And they were like, <laughs> an unaccompanied minor. So nice to see you. Don't forget your shotgun. I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. And it sounds like you made it through the metal detector, but not the door. I totally did. I made it through to the gate. I remember distinctly. Like they were like, you can't get onto the plane. You have to. You either have to mail that to yourself. And I was like, I don't even know my own address. I'm I'm twelve. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know where to ship it. Yeah, <laughs> and while 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 you're here, what do I do with my flamethrower? <laughs> that was little don. That's what I met, little donkey. <laughs> yeah, I got I actually got through. Uh, Gray, <laughs> yeah. Gray's always the one that gets stopped. I got through. Yeah. Flamethrower. Yeah. Docs is like you need a you need to put it in your uh, put it in your jacket. <laughs> I'm just imagining this is not this is not part of, this is not a true part of the story, but I can just imagine. Little Gray at 12, just like waving a shotgun around. Oh my there. gosh. I can't imagine you didn't fire it by accident. Was it loaded? I, you know, I guess you got a little like cock or something. I don't know. I actually have never shot a gun, which is bizarre because I remember I got the shotgun and you would have thought they'd be like, go out in the backyard and shoot it. But I don't think I even I don't remember even shooting it. Like I don't I don't remember the actual recoil, which I feel like I remember. Yeah, well what did, what was your reaction when you opened it? <laughs> oh great. You were like, oh, I got just what I wanted. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Auntie and Uncle. <laughs> well now what are going on is now? Can you just walk on it? You can walk on a plane now with a gun probably, right? Yeah, now it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Flamethrowers. Yeah, you know, yeah, you just have to have it holstered. I think is the rule. Yeah, right. Uh, great. So, other part of the story here. Uh, for, have you seen Joe Dirt? Uh, no, that's our. That was also a a biography about us. That's what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking. That like they just dropped you there, and then like you never saw your family again. They're like, I finally got rid of them. <laughs> we gave him some defenses. I know. Back in the day. See the uh, back in the day was like I, I, this was uh, this was like when I was a teenager. It was probably one of the last trips I think that I took to Miami. Probably because the other half of my family was like, "They're giving you shotguns. You're not going back there." <laughs> <laughs> that was probably what happened. I don't remember that for a fact. But previously, I do remember like because I had family down there, and every like around Christmas they would put me on a plane by myself, like at the age of like five. And I remember being up there. Like by myself and being like, this is me, we, <laughs> and and they would just send me on my way. I was a real independent kid, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
We know, and now I, I, I think the gun is still there if you go to Miami. <laughs> that's Air. what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Like, because that's what I was uh, when I had the flashback with Coogs at the Vancouver airport. I was like, I wonder who, I wonder who took the gun eventually. Did someone take it? Yeah, and they. Where's it there? <laughs> Might have been Donks. Oh, oh my God, Donkey, little Donkey, totally would have been like, hey, what's this? A gun? <laughs> I take it. No, flamethrowers only. Speaking of I'm which, sorry. yesterday, <laughs> I hear a noise outside, right? Grab the flamethrower. And I was telling you guys before the show started, we were we had a wedding last night, which is, you know, I'm, man, I'm beat from talking to all these people. But um, we're getting ready to go to this wedding, and I hear this noise outside, and Kelly's like, is that a flamethrower? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I go look out the window, and... It's, it's my, my other neighbor. So I think I told you guys when we initially talked about the flamethrower, my, one of my neighbors had a flamethrower first, and my brother had a flamethrower, and my brother got me the flamethrower for my birthday. So now me <laughs> and my neighbor have flamethrowers. Now the yeah. third neighbor, the one on the other side of me, has a flamethrower, and he's out there yesterday, blowtorch uh. and stuff, is all on fire. And uh, yeah, so now everybody's everybody's copying. Everybody's got flamethrowers. Oh, it's a two years old. Welcome back to uh, Channel Seven News. Uh, we have a, uh, a breaking story there in uh, <laughs> Naperville. There's a a block on fire. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be shooting each other with flames. <laughs> Yeah, it's called, yeah, it's called there's a, uh, It looks like there's one man with a flamethrower shooting at another man with a flamethrower, and now a third man has joined them. We really, we've really evolved from, like, I imagine sort of like the 60s where it's like, uh, or 70s where like, oh, you know, next door, uh, the uh, the Smiths just got a new TV and a new microwave or whatever the new hot technology is. <laughs> now in 2020, in the 60s? I don't know, man. I don't know. But then now in 2022, it's like the like 80s, right? Uh, they got a new recliner, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a we new television. Chair. I think it was television. They got a chair. They no longer have to stand in the living room. Uh, when did Raswell get a fact-checking department? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is these are the things that we get caught up on. <laughs> Such a factual podcast. Yeah. This guy coming in with the lies. Yeah. Well, yeah, the 1700s, and they got electricity right there. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so I was telling this story about uh, George Washington, and he's at this discotheque. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? Hit the buzzer. Hit the fact-checking wrong buzzer. Fact-checking. That's the... Uh, I have a fact-checking wrong buzzard for the uh, Razzball Zoom calls. <laughs> anytime, anytime anyone's out of line. You, you just lay on it. Yeah, I just lay on that thing, man. Anytime I'm not talking and someone else is. <laughs> where does where do you go after flamethrower donks? Where does uh, the next neighbor go? Bazooka, I believe, is, is uh, yeah. Bazooka. And it, to, to uh, build on what you were saying, Billy, it, it's actually a new thing. It's called Keeping Up with the Donkeys. <laughs> yeah. I watched that on E, actually. Mm-hmm. It, was a great, it was a great show. <laughs> I like, too, like there's um, hedges that need to be trimmed, and then it's like, well, that's a job for the bazooka. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got to uh, – hey. Hey, baby, could you go get the mail? Mm, I burned the mailbox down. I, we don't have a mailbox anymore. Yep. And the house, uh, the, is, the garage is gone. Yeah, which is a win, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> currently on fire. Yeah, 
it could have been a lot worse. Do you ever try to talk to your neighbors when you all have the flamethrowers out, but you can't speak over the loudness of the intense flames? Well, hey, how's it going? Good. We're doing good. You know, Are you going to burn anything? I think it's like an unspoken rule, Billy, of, of uh, flamethrower ownership, where only one person can be using it at a time. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. get everybody out there with the flamethrowers. Because like, sure. you, you, the attention should be on that person with the flamethrower, right? That's part yeah. of it. Like it's Dad. like a mic. It's like a podcast microphone, only right. one at a time. Mom, Mom, why are we not going down this street for uh, yeah. trick or treating? No, we don't. We don't go down that street, son. No, that's, they're giving out flamethrowers. Actually, that's, yeah, it's called flamethrowers. a flamethrower alley. Yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's like a video. It's like one of those levels in Mario, like one of the the harder levels where it's just fire. <laughs> across the street. I think it's. A, I think it's a, <laughs> The wrong street in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, <laughs> we don't go down there, man. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a more recent reference than I had. I was referencing yeah, Mario was, One, I, and you know what? Mine's probably not that recent either. Oh, and you're the guy that was going on planes when you could just bring a a, a well, shotgun. You could just bring, you could well, just bring you could. a handgun, but no shotguns. Apparently. Yeah, I think even like the Wright brothers would have a problem with a gun on a plane. <laughs> hey, Orville. <laughs> room man yeah they look like this is tough it's already going to be tough enough to get this thing off the ground we can't bring, bring I, it shot i don't know if we're i don't know if we're going to be able to allow passengers on planes if all of them are going to bring shotguns oh. <laughs> That's, that was that was a big hurdle in the uh the, in the flight industry was it in the do guns come in a box was it in a box it was. It was in a box. I okay. will. I will say that. Yes, it was in a box, and it was the box had um had masking tape on the top. So <laughs> it, was totally, it was totally safe. It was yeah. like you can't break. How do you have a pen knife? How are you breaking through this tape? You can't. <laughs> there was there instructions like. <laughs> Point, point away. From <laughs> point, point away. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Billy, to a answer, bring this full circle and answer your question. Uh, the first three times that Gray won Employee of the Month, uh, yeah, it was a little surprising. But the last seventy-four, we just kind of knew what to expect. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Gray, like. <laughs> You know, trying to get that streak, trying to get to 100, that doesn't surprise me. 74, too. It was, uh, I won Employee of the Month. Oddly enough, it's the month is in the title, but I, w I gave myself three employees. I gave it every hour I get an Employee of the Month. And, <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. That's and only quarter. Three days. It's only three days and two hours worth, 74 of them. Well, you know what I also really appreciate that you do is you read all your roundups at that meeting. <laughs> you read them just so, just so everybody knows that you did them. <laughs> You don't don't go to the bathroom until I say anyway. Until I say Alec Manoa. <laughs> you know, Billy, it's it's the worst uh, around New Year's when he's getting the employee of the year, employee of the quarter, employee of the month, <laughs> sure, employee sure. of the week, employee of the day, employee of yeah. the hour. Yeah. See, he gets like a hundred of them that day. It's like. Then he and then he's reading all the roundups. It's just it's brutal. Yeah, and you'd think that you maybe you'd get one shout out, Donks. You know, maybe get you get employee of March or something, or whenever football starts. When does football start? Nobody knows. Know. Nobody knows. No one knows. But like you'd think that he would maybe give throw us a little 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 trophy or something. But 
man. Uh, okay, well, hey guys, let's get into the news, huh? Yeah, that's why we're here. It is. <laughs> Lot to report this week. There was a plane, it's an Emirates plane, that flew for 14 hours with a large hole in the side. I wonder if anyone had a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Gray was on this flight. <laughs> yeah, is that what uh, brought up these memories, Gray? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I didn't think so, but maybe it was a combination of getting on a plane and hearing about this Emirates plane with a hole in the side. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I got to talk to my psychiatrist. Anyway, Donkey, please tell us the story. I mean, that's the story. Apparently, it happened uh, like 45 minutes into the flight. Some some people heard like a big noise. Uh, everybody acted like everything was fine. Then, you know, come to find out 14 hours later when they land, there was a hole in the side of the plane the whole flight. <laughs> On wow. Spirit, they sell this spot as an even more space seat. You can, you can stick your feet out. It's actually really nice. Yeah, it's $100, you get, little, you get a little You get a little breeze. Hey. Every every pilot sounds like super cool and steady, but like even they'll have a tough time being like, uh, we have a hole in the side of the plane. Uh, that should get us into Fort Lauderdale a little behind schedule, but we should be on the ground by 12:45 Eastern time. Yeah, that's one of those things that they don't don't necessarily tell tell you. Really. I would. It's bad enough going to Fort Lauderdale, but then they have to go with a hole in the side. Of yeah. The Get off. I, I get it. I'd pull a DB Cooper and just parachute out of that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to get air circulating, but yeah, yeah. I mean, except the air is Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale air. So. Yeah, I. This isn't a big deal to me. I mean, I in high school I drove a Buick Skylark with three wheels. <laughs> what was what was what was your uh, high school car, Donkey? I had a Saturn. It was. Uh, oh my God! I love Saturns sitting. because if you uh, if you got a dent, it would pop out. So I would like go around and like dent every Saturn I saw, and I was like, Wow, look at it! It pops out. That Is that true? You. That was you. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was me. That was me. I heard that. Yeah, every Saturn you could just like take a bat to the windshield, and it would like just. <laughs> it was never. It would never dent. It was. <laughs> it was actually. Was that I? Now I don't know if that was an old wives' tale. Yeah. That I was trying to prove right or wrong. <laughs> it sounds like you got it. It sounds like you hit a Saturn, and then you're like, "It's fine. It's actually dent. <laughs> it's totally fine." These are not Look the droids you're looking for. I haven't. I haven't gotten into an accident in uh, my entire Please. life. That's a true story. Except I got hit by a car, but that was walking, not driving. So. Yeah, that's like your origin story too, right? You became like a superhero after that. You start. You formed Rasball. Yeah. You know what happens after you say I've was, never gotten uh, in an accident? I was actually. I went to the dentist store. <laughs> What'd you say, Doug? I said, you know what happens after you say I've never gotten in an accident? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start the podcast over. I how think, do just I? To uh, how do I back that out? <laughs> yeah. Say it backwards or something. How do I? How do I? How do I unjinx that curse? Yeah, I don't know, man. Put the, uh, put the podcast microphone upside down. I had, down a, or something. Uh, I had an accident where I got hit by a car. For uh, for people who are listening, I think Donkey and Billy know. And I got a titanium plate put in my jaw, which uh, sets off the metal detectors actually at the airport. So I'm able to bring in guns. Anyway, <laughs> long, long story. Long story short, I went to the dentist this week. Uh, and the dentist takes every this dentist every time they take X-rays, they're like, so you have uh, something. It looks like you have a metal plate or something. I'm like, you said the same thing like a month ago, man. <laughs> like, this is, like yes, yes, 
but you've said you've seen this already. Look at the old X. You just I was just here. Look at the X-rays. It you feels insulting. Talk. I come here every six months and you don't even know my backstory. <laughs> Almost like you don't even. It's like. I mean, come on, man. This guy is the worst, too. It's like I cracked a tooth, so I had to get a uh, a crown. And this has been going on for, like, two years now. Like, every time I go, like, this last time I went, he's like, oh, we're gonna, we got to clean your teeth before we put the crown on. It's like, dude, I just got my teeth. I just came here a month ago, and you said the same thing, man. Come I don't on. have time for the car wash. I just need to get to where I need to go. <laughs> just like, come on. Stop. Stop. Packing on stuff here. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go into the traumatic nature of the event, but I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Uh, how did you get? What part of the? How did you get your jaw hurt? Oh, okay. So anyway, so uh, I was. You'll you'll appreciate this because it was in Boston. It was did he a, punch uh, you? Did he punch you? Yeah, it was in. The guy college. got out of the car and punched you. No, it was in college. So I'm in. Uh, so I'm in a taxi. I I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm on the right hand side, and my buddy is in the middle seat in the taxi back seat of the taxi uh, buddies in the middle and then my other buddies on the left so three of us in the back seat uh and i'm on the right and we're going down um what well, it's like oh into kenmore square Beacon. so towards the uh sitco sign is yeah. the sitco sign still there i think so okay anyway so we're going into kenmore towards the sitco sign and my buddy in the middle we're we're drunk obviously it's college so my buddy in the middle starts peeing <laughs> no in the yeah. car he's just like he is just letting he's just like like going everywhere no. like, it's time to get it out bro so i jump out and i'm hit by a side view mirror and that's the last thing i remember wow great i never knew that yeah oh yeah i you thought, you, were I thought crossing... you read uh you didn't read who is gray albright i did i honestly did and i don't remember that oh yeah yeah that's a true story Wow, I thought you were walking across Kamav after watching the Goonies. And then... <laughs> no, no, the Goonies is another story though because I had uh, I had the Go- actually the Goonies is related because I had just rented the Goonies the day that I got hit by the car and then I was knocked out of commission for a month. So I came back and the and no one returned the Goonies. <laughs> yeah. I was like, guys, you had like honestly. I get hit by a car. I break my jaw. I got to get a titanium plate in my mouth. It's because of you, because you're peeing in the backseat of the taxi, and you're my roommate, and you couldn't return goodies, bro. You had one job. Go to Blockbuster. Put it, and they didn't, you don't have to go in. You could just drop it in the front. Just slide it in, bro. Yeah, so uh, it sounds like your friend uh, in the middle there caused some trouble. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him in about twenty years, but yeah. How is how is Rudy doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked to him in twenty years. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Rudy? <laughs> yeah, we just you know we we communicate by I, through donkey. I just, they uh, I, communicate I, through. Yeah, me. I communicate through donkey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of peeing, though. Um, so, so this wedding again, go back to the wedding yesterday. It's like a little over an hour drive and it got some coffee on the way and there was some traffic. So we're like getting there. This is an outdoor wedding, like in a park and we're getting there like maybe five minutes before the ceremony is going to start. We're cutting it close, you know? So we get there and, and there's like no bathrooms around. Right. So 
they start the wedding and there's some bushes there so i you know i had to go right i didn't know it was gonna be a big deal yeah um, you blend it real easy you're like yeah. six seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i got arrested um at the wedding for peeing in the bushes. what <laughs> no you did it no i didn't do it oh good oh <laughs> uh, that's too bad yeah <laughs> i mean not too <laughs> yeah, it's, it actually is too bad. Nothing like peeing in a tux, you know what I mean? Hey, uh, Billy, here's a movie trivia. Tell me uh, what movie this is from. First class seats used to be better seats. Now it's a flight without a hole in the side of the plane that can suck you out. Uh, Con Air, Snakes on a Plane. No, it's Jerry Maguire, man. Oh. That was an easy one. I haven't seen that. Are you What? No, I, I was... Uh... I haven't seen. I know. I know. Show me the money. You haven't. You honestly have never seen Jerry Maguire. No, I've only seen Jer, uh, <laughs> Show me the money. And then Jerry when he, the when he, money. And then when he, <laughs> and then when he won the guy when he won the Oscar, and that was a great Oscar moment. I've seen Tobey Maguire and I've seen Jerry the Money. <laughs> I've never seen Jerry Maguire. No, I've seen Tom and Jerry the movie. Of, I've seen. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay. All right, Donkey, is there any more stories that we can talk about? Let's go. That was it. Uh, there was only one story this week. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> yeah, nice. it was great to talk to you guys. Yeah, it was a very light uh, news week. Um, okay, next story. There is another story. Um, this one's about Brad Pitt, coming from Fox News. And uh, like Brad Pitt, do you have trouble recognizing people is the headline here. It may be. <laughs> I am exactly like Brad Pitt and everything. Uh, or face blindness. So, it doesn't yeah. know you very well. <laughs> I think this one is probably a story that a, a lot of people are familiar hey, with. Hey, I don't know you. Yeah, I have actually. It's a condition. It's called I don't know you. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a medical. You can you hey, can go to WebMD. Uh, hey, hey, why are you looking at me like you don't know me? <laughs> By, by the way, guys, again, I don't want to make fun of Brad Pitt because he's a good friend. So let's be – let's not go crazy here. I don't – you know, I got to hang out with him later. <laughs> I should actually because Coogs is always getting mad uh, at me. <laughs> not, no. That's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, period. <laughs> that's it. That's period. No. Anyway, she gets mad at me because I always forget, like, her friends. So I should just start telling them I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm like Brad Pitt. I, I don't remember – faces <laughs> yeah 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 they're like i look like him uh, and the same, mentally we have the same mental wait, wait a minute are you brad pitt <laughs> yeah he's he, a lot of people don't know this he uh because we're friends he's one of the easiest people to play in guess who he thinks all the cards are are uh, pictures of eggs <laughs> you win every time that's like he's got a he's got an egg avatar for all his social media. It's yeah, like, he thinks is that, it, is that me? He thinks it's George Clooney. <laughs> he loves the toy. He loves the egg avatar. He thinks it's a. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, what's a hey hey? Why is Brad Pitt over by Craft Services talking to an egg? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, some trivia. For the first two weeks of Ocean's Eleven, he was actually practicing lines with the sound guy. <laughs> he thought he didn't even know. <laughs> we're uh, we're, uh, we're kind of like three Brad Pitts here. Oh, my God, at least. At least. The at three least. Pitts. That's a musical group. Yeah. <laughs> Harmonize, boys. <laughs> this does seem pretty made up, though. I'll read a, a line from it. Um, <laughs> so it says Brad Pitt, 58, said in a recent interview with GQ that – he thinks he has prop, propagonosia, 
And the actor worries the disorder has led others to think he is, quote, aloof, inaccessible, and self-absorbed since he cannot recognize people he knows. I mean, that seems like a pretty convenient excuse for being uh, a D-bag actor, right? That is <laughs> this... actually – now I'm kind of like – I hope to run into him because I could be like, oh, yeah. I'm George Clooney, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me? I'm your we brother. You owe me a million dollars. Dude! <laughs> Ocean's 11, 12, 13, 13 and a half? None you, of this? You could keep trying 11 times. <laughs> it's me, Ben Damon. Just 1 through 11, bro? Come on. Yeah. It's me, the guy, the tech guy. I don't know his name, but uh, the guy, the hacker guy. Me? Come on, man. Danny uh, Houston? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's in the title, Ocean. <laughs> ocean. <laughs> Danny Ocean, man. Yeah. Come on, bro. That's awesome. You got to try that next time you see him. <laughs> yeah, he sees Brad Pitt like uh, once a week. <laughs> this, this excuse does only work for movie stars. Like try telling your coworker that you didn't recognize him at the Christmas party because you have uh, face blindness and uh, it's a condition. I, I didn't forget your name. I have Brad Pitt disease. I don't know if... <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Brad Pitt, man. Yeah, hey, yeah. sorry with the secret Santa. I remember now. You did you did give me a good gift last year. Yeah, I just I got Brad Pitt disease. I, I got Brad Pitt disease. <laughs> it's my bad. BPD, you know? No, you know I mean you you know that's gotta be he had to have screwed up like an interaction. And look, he's like looking for a reason to get right. out of it. I, as somebody who started a new job and it's hard to keep track of everybody, like this is a this is a great excuse. And he's a movie star, so he can get away with it. it right. Says, and it's not according like to uh, according to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, Brad Pitt does not have this. <laughs> that's, <according laughs> that's the that's the uh, final word on that. I like how too in Fox News. The Fox News article, it's like Brad Pitt, 58. Like, they're a little jammed. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm only 41, so we, sorry. We have to figure out your age through a riddle where you said you were 12 when you could bring a shotgun on a plane. We're like, well, that means Gray was going on. What you doing the math, too? You were like 12 in 89. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to slowly figure out who you are. I can't wait till we do. He referenced the strokes when he was in college. Okay. Someone peed in a taxi, so no Uber. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure you out. We're going to, you know, maybe you're Brad Pitt. <laughs> we have propagandosis. You wouldn't know as your probosinosis. So uh, are you aloof or do you have face blindness? What's the deal, bro? Yeah, you're just a jerk. <laughs> hey, hey, we got two options for you here, Mr. Pitt. You could be aloof or you got some sort of face blindness. Yeah, I think, too. I mean, imagine this happens a lot with your employees, Gray, right? Like you don't even know <laughs> no. on the Zoom calls. You, you don't know who they are. I got Zoom blindness. Yeah, you're just I can't tell if you're aloof or you don't care about all the people that work for you. <laughs> Or you have, <laughs> or you have face blindness. Other so other prominent individuals who suffer from this is Jane Goodall, 
So the woman who was uh, famous for hanging out with apes. So that means she was with those apes all the time. And she was like, this is the best bar. (laughs) (laughs) Look at all these great. Look at all these great uh, faces. Great to see your face. (laughs) I love this. Hey, Sammy Malone, get me another one. (laughs) That's an ape, Jane. Jane, that's actually your – that's not – Rhea Perlman, that's an ape. That's not you're, actually, not. you're not at Cheers right now. You're talking to a tree right now, actually. Interesting. So Gray didn't have Uber in college. <laughs> He's doing Cheers references. Yeah, okay. That puts him roughly 41. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Or no, we got you at 43. <laughs> and to our listeners, send in your best guesses. And uh, the winner gets employee of the month. Whoever says 27 gets a prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, get a, you get a shotgun, but you have to go down to the Miami International Airport to collect it. Yeah, every great. A lot of our listeners, not to go behind the curtain, but great. We can't start the podcast until we say, we say that he's 27. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I, weird. I, I only hire people who have age blindness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Anyway, so I'm I'm like uh, Brad Pitt here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking in. I walk into my uh, local coffee place, and I'm like, "Hey, man, why are you behind the counter? <laughs> Aren't you a customer? <laughs> I I don't know what your face looks like because I got Brad Pitt disease." <laughs> I remember when I first um when I first got hired at Rasball, you brought me into the conference room. And I gave you my resume, and then you said, first question, how old do you think I am? <laughs> and you I were, said... And you were you were like within three years when you said 18. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're hired. That's you're funny. hired. Good, good yeah. work. <laughs> you know, and then once we figure you out, then we're going to figure like out Donks. I'm like Albert Pujols, and he's like, I'm 38. <laughs> Like, are you sure, Albert? Are you sure you're 38 years old? <laughs> you're kind of moving slow for a 38 year old. Like, no, I'm 38. I'm gonna retire this year, not because I can't anymore, but you know, it's a choice. Here's a little clue about my age. Uh, all of my favorite players, their kids have been drafted this year. So, in uh, in, in in baseball. <laughs> I think like Carl Crawford's kid was drafted, right? Or like uh Yeah, Andrew Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the moment. Actually right now already, it's like I was I I was running Rasball when I, I was talking about Vlad Guerrero and now he's a senior. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, getting old, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were right it's about King Griffey. Because I'm actually younger than Vlad Guerrero Jr. <laughs> So, yeah, that is weird. It is weird. But. You guys are buds. Yeah, yes. we're graduated we're from the same school. We're, we're Zoomers. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to talk about some more news? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, we've got enough time for one more. We may have to move through this story pretty quick. Billy's got some some big plans today. We don't want to hold him up, but there's a, <laughs> a story from Food and Wine. I think this might be our first Food and Wine story, guys. Yeah. Mm, probably not. <laughs> Food Maybe. and wine. Maybe. Really I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, it's about a Colorado man, though. And he successfully pushed a peanut to the top of Pike's Peak with his nose. You believe this story, Gray? No. I don't, actually. Because it wasn't with his nose. 
he taped a shovel to his face. That's not that's not pushing something with your nose. Like you can't you can't pick up a peanut with a shovel with a nose shovel and say you're pushing it with your nose. Like that's right. not legal. He wore an oversized spoon that was attached to a CPAP mask. So, you know, I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame just yet. <laughs> right? I know, exactly. Put him in front of, like, Congress and be like, Sir, were you wearing a <laughs> shovel on your nose? Or... He's like, I, I think you misremember, uh, you misremembered I, what I don't want to talk about the past. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, sir. That's literally the only thing I want to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I can't. I don't want to talk to him about the future. We should let's see him do this with a honey baked ham. That's what I really want. I, I want to see it. <laughs> nice heavy piece of food. Now, Gray, would a spatula? Because, like Billy said, this was a spoon. But if it was a spatula, would that count for you? No. Because you no. can't scoop. That would be like you no. know, pushing. If you're pushing something with your nose, like I don't want to be, you know, too much of a stickler here. But you got to use your nose. Like that's part of that's the that's the part that's important. Like pushing a peanut up a hill. Is it? By the way, is that a Kate Bush song? <laughs> pushing a peanut up a hill. Um, hey, running up that hill with a peanut. That's a good version. Um, by the way, nose shovel sounds like something they used at the uh, in Studio Fifty Four in the seventies. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so Gray's got Studio 54 <laughs> references, right. didn't have Ubers in college, had a shotgun at the airport in 89 when he was 12. I think, I think he's <laughs> That's 58. That's the real giveaway. The 89, when he's 12 and 89 is the giveaway. <laughs> It's like, yeah. that's really like, that's the one. If you can do that math, you're like, <laughs> yeah. ah, that's really, that's kind of giving away the whole. Uh, yeah. If our audience can subtract, you're in deep trouble, oldie. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. <laughs> um, yeah, but actually we started selling these now at um, Rasball because it seems like there's a big market for them. So if you want a nose shovel, go to noseshovel.rasball.com. Uh, yeah, right you you know what's great, too, is everybody can put these on, and then while other people are doing this challenge again, you can play defense. You can be a goalie. You can make it much harder for them to make it to the top of the mountain. It looks like it does. It looks like a carnival game. Like, you got to, like, get the uh, peanut up the hill, and you win, a, like, you win like a, uh, a little stuffed animal or something. Actually, I thought, is it me, or is MTV's The Challenge getting harder? <laughs> is, that, is that CT? Yeah. Do you ever notice at the end of every – I mean, when I was watching the challenge, it felt like every last episode, it was like they were climbing on the hands and knees up a mountain, and I, maybe there was a peanut involved. I don't know. <laughs> and, a sh and a nose shovel. Yeah. And congrats <laughs> to CT for winning that season. <laughs> I, hey, what if he had – so what if he's always got the nose shovel? Then I, then I guess I could be okay with this. Like if he's always wearing a nose shovel – and he just happened to start pushing a peanut up a hill, then I'd be I'd be probably fine with it then. Yeah, but he's going to be always late to stuff, right? He's like, yeah, you know, we were supposed to be here at noon, and he shows up with his stupid nose shovel pushing a peanut. You're like, dude, just <laughs> come on. just We're going to be late to the movie. Because <laughs> you got to bring your stupid nose shovel. I know. It's like, oh, this is supposed to be one of the most horrific Holocaust films of recent day. Wait, are you wearing the nose shovel? Come Dude, on, take man. Take the nose shovel off, man. 
Come on, bro. Seriously. This is like, this is a Holocaust film. Please take off your nose shovel. Do you think he's like, too, when like climbers like, yeah, so actually I climbed Everest. And he's like, oh, cool, cool. What, what'd you do with the peanut? <laughs> Did you just not have a peanut? I, I, I had the, uh, I left my uh, nose shovel. I checked it in my bag, which was my first mistake. And they lost my luggage. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is an actual comment on this article. This is kind of this is kind of brilliant. Okay, so an actual comment from the Colorado Wilderness Foundation. So an actual uh, it sounds like an actual foundation uh, for Colorado Wilderness. Anyway, Colorado Wilderness Foundation <laughs> says, what an effective way to trivialize the majesty of the mountains. They're <laughs> <laughs> mad. Yeah, we're just so messed up. Like we, as people, like we just can't make things easy for ourselves. The Colorado Wilderness Foundation is mad. <laughs> yeah. Roasted. Roasted. Imagine like Roasted going to like that peanut. <laughs> How would this guy ruin space travel? Right? He's like, well, okay, I'll go to space, but like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna certainly gonna bring a bag of peanuts. Hey, uh, okay, so we need uh, we need you to get the helmet on. We're going into space now. Uh, <laughs> there's there's uh, no shovels, kind of. It's stopping the. Uh, hey, it's stopping my helmet from getting on. Am I gonna be okay going to space with no helmet? It doesn't fit. I told you that I bring peanuts and uh, no shovel. <laughs> Thanks for coming in for the job. Yeah, you can sit there. Um, are you are you wearing a nose shovel? <laughs> yeah, it's, because if I take off, okay, here's the whole here's the whole story. If I take off the nose shovel, then people are gonna see me pushing up a peanut up the uh, mountain with a uh, nose shovel, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, you just put it on for the peanut." But if I wear it all the time, then they just think it's a part of my nose. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of me. It's a part. It's a part. It's a you know, it's just like. It's like if you always have a limp, no one can ever be like, hey, man, are you okay? Because you're always limping. I think I follow you. <laughs> yeah. should be the name of, that should be the name of this podcast. I think I follow you. You guys know that there's a lot of history behind this, right? <laughs> no, tell us. Yeah, well, he wasn't the first person to do it. Uh, a lot of people have apparently done it. The first person to push a peanut up Pike's Peak was Bill Williams. And this is this is coming directly from the oh, article. Oh, from the Cubs, Billy Williams. Yes, Billy great. Williams. And actually, there, yeah, there's another baseball reference in here. So it says, uh, Bill Williams, who took a $500 bet that he could do it in 22 days. And uh, there must not have been much going on in the summer of 1929 because his attempt not only attracted a local crowd, it also seems to have gotten the entire country's attention, too. When Bill discards a worn-out shoe or a knee pad, there's always a fiendish shout of delight, and the gang goes after it like bleacherities. Uh, this must have been a 1929 bleacherities uh, after a ball that Babe Ruth has adorned with a home run trademark. The Pittsburgh Press wrote on June 6th of 1929. Wow, this uh, is like, hey, um, hey guys, uh, this is someone in the newsroom. Uh, guys, it sounds like there's a, a guy named Hitler taking over Germany. Like, what? Now there's a guy pushing a pita up a hill. <laughs> Get out of here with that Hitler nonsense. Uh, I'm thinking, too, you said 22 days? I would, I, was the best. I, would, I would definitely eat that peanut on day 22. I'd be hungry. 
He also took a $500 bet. At the time, that's more money than uh, Elon Musk has now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think – Billy, I think we need to clip uh, that clip of, of Gray saying, get out of here with that Hitler nonsense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that won't be the first thing that Gray said that uh, sounds strange out of is context. That, is that the uh, intro? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Is that too racy? Yeah, <laughs> Out of I mean, context. Give it a shot. <laughs> give it a shot. That's not my. It's not my rep. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. Uh, so I guess I guess somebody else did it. Uh, so we, they went three decades without anybody else doing the peanut up Pike's Peak, and then somebody else did it in 1963. Uh, a singer actually, Ulysses Baxter. And he used a wooden <laughs> salad spoon on his nose. That's one, that was yeah. one hell of a concert. Yeah. You. Yeah. This next song is called Peanut. <laughs> this next... <laughs> hey, hey, he's back. Hey, Ulysses is back for an encore. Um, oh, here. Oh, he's pushing up Peanut. Oh, <laughs> he's, just doing, he's just doing the Peanut thing. I almost didn't see him. He was crawling around. Uh, oh, God. This is the worst concert I've ever been to. <laughs> So then in 1979, an 18-year-old University of Colorado student named Tom Miller uh, completed his own Pikes Peak peanut push in a blistering, by comparison, four days, 23 hours, and 47 minutes and three seconds. Pretty impressive, wow. huh? So we, and his so posture is terrible. 1976? That sounds real similar to, uh, real close to uh, if you take 12 years off of 89. <laughs> <laughs> 